the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at MN Football Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Welcome to another edition of the Minnesota Football Show. I have returned. My name is Rodrigo Sanchez Chavarria. I am one of your co-hosts. I'm here uh, with my amazing co-host I haven't seen in feels like six weeks. But of course, the wonderful Bridget McDowell and the one and only, um, the uh, Comet Ball expert here so far, because I have not watched soccer at all. And again, it feels like a month. Um, but yeah, Eric, our lovely Eric and Bigotis might be making appearance. We might have some cats around walking around me. Um, you guys never get to see, but if you hear some meowing, that's me. Not right. me. If you, if you meowing, hear screaming and cursing, that's Rodrigo. The meowing yeah. is, is coming from the cats. Yeah. If I if I hear me say effing cats, that's that's literally what that, that's coming from me. So that's just good podcasting. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> um so how are you guys doing? I mean, it's been a while, right? We were talking off air that uh, I found out I got addicted to, is it Afrin or Afrin? I think it's Afrin, right? Afrin, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I had a rebound cold, and yeah, that was fun. Good stuff. Um, Good yeah. stuff a lot. Apparently, man. you're only supposed to take that two to three days. I took it for two weeks, so. Yeah. Oops. There you go. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know what to say, except that it, I, I I appreciate you naming it and putting it out there. That's that, that, That's a lot. <laughs> We're, we're all about we, just raising awareness over here. Yeah, we we missed you thing. and we didn't know exactly what was happening, but uh, but now we do, and glad yeah. you're doing better. I'm doing better. I'm doing better. Thank you. Thank you for your concerns and your um um and my lack of absence in doing stuff on social media. It was just one of those things where like <clears throat> freaking yeah. Are the cats up here? I don't even know. Like every time I <laughs> take a look around, it's like I don't want a cat jumping on me. That's the last thing I need. Anyways, yeah, no. Uh, I finished my first quarter as a uh, middle school teacher. Woo! Woo you yeah. survived. I survived. I have tons of ideas of what not to do. <laughs> uh, but I have more ideas of what to do. So that's the good thing. Um, I, I'm enjoying being a teacher. My students, especially my 7th and 8th graders, keep me in, on my toes and um i think i i feel kind of like sad that you know this is the only time i get to spend with these dead killers because there's some really cool people um anyways that's enough of me being a teacher uh bridget how are you um i'm enjoying not being a teacher i've probably told you this where <laughs> every time i told someone i was an english major they're like are you gonna go teach and i was like <laughs> no mm -hmm. um so appreciate those of you who do that um and take that on for the rest of us um no i'm good uh just getting some some stuff done this weekend being semi-productive because i'll be 
laid up for a bit in January or in December next month, whatever next month is. Um, but yeah, blue sky. Did some yard work yesterday. It was nice. Um, other than that, you know, going to work. I haven't haven't watched a soccer game in well over a week, and that was a Premier League game. So beautiful yeah we are, we are we're, we're super connected this week and yeah. um yeah how about you eric i i actually have watched the game so I, I guess i have that um what else i it's it's lovely here in the twin cities for november so far i, I actually mm-hmm. went on a run on thursday in shorts and a t-shirt don't <laughs> don't ruin it for us okay eric don't I, no it. no no I, I was reminded though that, that at this I... point last year it was like negative 10 with i think we had yeah there was quite a foot like a little less than a foot of snow already i i saw a dude yesterday running around the lake with uh short shorts and no t-shirt on there you go dude and then everyone else is walking their dogs with like parkas and beanies so it's kind (laughs) of the the quintessential minnesota fall yeah yeah shirtless dude and shirtless dude and parkas but i've been i've been biking to work like for pretty much the whole month which is awesome and that's nice great it's like as, as long as it stays like this i mean even if there's a little snow not that bad but like it's mostly yeah. the ice but i mean with this kind of clarity i mean it's great it's wonderful yeah and you've, yeah, you've got like another sure. week of that to go we'll see great you just jinx it you guys know how much i hate the white white stuff that comes from the sky it's just like it's dude you're good you're good all of the forecasts show that there will be no um Thank you, El Nino. No, no whiteness you, for the week. It's it's gonna get cold, but no whiteness. I can, I can care less. Yeah, no no whiteness. We want to ski over here though, so we actually want it, so we can do it. You know what? Some... Why don't you move yeah, to some... Duluth, right? Just put some skis on for the winter. You know what? No, no, no. I'm gonna, I'm We're not gonna, talking I was, about put some weather. skis on that man's feet. And see I was happens. just I was just up there a couple of weeks ago, and there was no snow up there either. So oh, there you go. Go to Canada, Eric. <laughs> I mean, warming. There's no snow anywhere. Listen, actually, out west. I would actually take you up on that offer for for other reasons, like like healthcare and everything else. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Speaking Uh, of healthcare, like I blew through my HSA, my FSA, one appointment. That was awesome. Yeah. Wow, we are off the rails like ten minutes. That's right, baby. (laughs) Minnesota football show exclusive here. We're off the rails. uh, I just. I just confirmed my selections for my benefits next year and my appoint my follow-up appointments that are already scheduled out will pretty much take care of my deductibles. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. All right. Here's here's me reeling everybody in. <laughs> let's well let's talk back. about let's now that we've all checked well, we haven't seen each other like all together. In, like, we're just, we're, just, like we're, we're just relating to our listeners, yeah, some of whom yeah, have yeah, also yeah. not watched soccer in yeah. weeks. <laughs> And maybe they listen to us thinking that we did watch it for them, but yeah. sorry. Uh, I mean, I, I watch a lot of Ted Lasso, if that helps. I we that's... introduced Santi to Ted Lasso. There you go. And that's what he dressed up as for Halloween. I said that I picture that. was cute. Very I like good. it. It was very good. And then the funny thing is, like, we usually, you know, we go around, we visit West, and we go every places. And so, like, usually we go to uh, this uh, Como soccer boys coach house because he has a bonfire and he just likes to... So we go there and he's sitting there and he's literally acting like a 43 year old with all these older, all, all, all these, all these older men who are just cracking jokes. And he's like, Oh, 
and he's right in it and i'm like oh my god i've created a monster i literally oh have. my people and he's, he's <laughs> dropping all the dad jokes and just like he did he is he's totally doing all the things and then he's like hey hey while you're up can you get me a beer or two and like his british accent and i was like can you get me a pint and i was like oh my god i'm i'm done i'm done and like some people think he because he's my size and he kind of looks like me and he's like oh yeah we'll just give him a beer and like someone actually gave me like a what did they give him it's like some apple cider and i was like no santi you cannot drink that i wasn't going to i was like oh my god that's the last thing i need is a 12 year old <laughs> acting like a 45 year old man and just yeah yeah i mean i've, and, I've kind of got one of those i understand how that works <laughs> <laughs> um okay let's talk let's start with minnesota united i will throw to both of you um maybe very briefly because there actually hasn't been a lot of of news but there is a new uh what, what's the title is, is this the cfo cso the chief soccer CS. officer so essentially essentially manny lagos was bumped from this role um and it has gone to khalid Al Ahmad um, from currently working with Barnsley. Um, he's also, well, he'll also be sporting director, I should note. Um, so there's, there is going to be a bit of a transition period here. He can't start full time with United right away um, because he's actively in his role at Barnsley. Um, so he's part of the transition process there. Um, but uh, from the summary of this was announced a little over a week ago, um, but there was a media availability with uh, him and Sherry Ballard introducing him the other day, um, which I only have some notes from because day job, um, but they decided that even with him not being available right away, they decided that his um his potential uh they wanted him even if it meant they couldn't get him right away versus finding somebody who was available right away and maybe not being the person that they wanted um so they're balancing that out a little bit um he will be part of the process of searching for a new head coach um but obviously uh that in itself can be a full-time job um so he will be aiding everyone else so sherry ballard um the entire back office essentially will be you know running that running that show um he does he has a pretty strong resume coming from he's at barnsley now um he is ceo and sporting director there they are efl league one um he's been there a couple of years but for five six years he was a scouting lead um for city sporting group so Manchester City um, and also NYCFC. He helped scout a number of the squad who won the 2021 MLS Cup. Um, he brought in uh, Zach Steffen is just one of the guys he, he brought in the city. Uh, he's like the the CONCACAF in Scandinavia scouting lead. So he kind of knows some of the areas where United has already had some scouting and you know kind of kind of had the the feelers out so he knows the CONCACAF chaos and thunder that's yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so I think um in in terms of like contacts and reach I think he you know rightfully so they they dropped Mark Watson 
obviously along with Heath, but you know, he he'll still bring in a lot of those same <clears throat> same context contacts and um kind of familiar familiarity with that region. So um and then, you know, a wider, wider base as well. So um I mean I think it's a positive they are like there's the negative that they're saying that, you know, they probably won't be able to name a new head coach until January. Um, preseason starts January. January. <laughs> um, and you know, you've got like half, more than half of your starters on uh contract deadlines here. So um there obviously there's there's rightfully some some concern on on Twitter and among fans, you know, a little little concerned about, you know, who's gonna be handling those roster decisions like before a coach even sets foot um on the ground. But um I mean I I think we didn't expect it to go any other way initially, right? From from the from the jump, Sherry was saying they won't have a, a new coach until January, probably. So um I don't think any any timelines have really changed in this whole process. Um yeah. you know, we're we're watching all these all these other clubs select some some head coaches who maybe uh we wouldn't necessarily want so we're we're dodging a few bullets as as uh, these other clubs pick them up and you know we can get into that later but um yeah i mean i i think he's a positive like obviously we never know how good someone's going to be until they get here um yep. we've seen that plenty of times but um i think this is the most we've seen you know, Sherry Ballard really speak about operations of the club since she came here. And um, I think it'll be, I think it'll be good. I'm, I'm going in with a little optimism because. Yeah. Why not? I, I was going to bring up part of his bio too, that we, we talked about before we started recording here that that's, that's interesting that listeners may or may not know. So born in Lebanon, raised in Sweden, and that's kind of where he gets a lot of his start, I think in the, the Swedish football league or there's something yeah. there too with Norway maybe, but mostly Sweden. Um, but then goes to school in Milwaukee. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. From so, 2000 to 2004. There you go. So we do have this, this Northern Midwestern kind of connection here. It's not like he does not know anything about the twin cities or about the region, which is, which is good. Yeah. He's also, um, Another thing, he's founded several business ventures, including Connect Management Group, which is a women's soccer full-service agency. Um, so, it, 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 you know, we'd like anyone here who has some involvement with the women's game to kind of bring those relations across, right? Mm -hmm. um, that's another positive. Uh, masters from UW as well in business administration and marketing. Um, and international business, a little bit of everything on here. Went back to school so, again in Sweden. So, yeah. Um, How's yeah. he going to react when the great late can't talk when the gray clouds throw out stand up? If you hate Milwaukee, stand up. <laughs> if you hate Milwaukee, I don't think the news will do that yeah. in Wonderwall. It's just I like don't... a select few of us anymore. There's, it's, it's just the old school group. Yeah. Yep. Those, yeah. That's those are the chants that people don't like because it's the 
the old era. Yeah, um, geezers. It's uh, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It's not like he's gonna be brand new to the to the region or um, you know, to the state. He'll he kind of knows what's what's happening here, and he was there around the time that you know thunder was going at that time and um yeah i mean i think i think it's a positive so so did, did they say when he was gonna start with us because like i know barsley there, there isn't the like goes a, till april right yeah there isn't like a they haven't given a date like as for his full-time start um because he's also helping to transition uh barnsley's new ceo and or sporting okay. director i don't know how they structured that <laughs> yeah so so i'm sure that's that's not going to end as soon as their season ends yeah. that's probably going to go a little bit longer um but he is he's he's not doing 50 50 because he owes some time to barnsley but um he's in touch with minnesota united so then who's, then who's doing the search then so sherry ballard um I'm sure Manny is partially involved still. Yeah. He's he's still part of the front office. Um, and then they're like the rest of their crew, everyone else, all the higher ups there. Um, oh, okay. So probably Bill McGuire as well, a little bit. Bill McGuire. Better for worse. Um, um, Harrison Heath, I'm sure, <laughs> part of the scouting team and everything. Uh, yes. Oh, Harrison, oh, Harrison, Harrison is the lead scout take, looking for his father's shot. replacement. Yep. Drink. <laughs> Uh, Kale, Kale and uh, Kyle will help a little bit as well. Um, that's two shots. <laughs> <laughs> Be hammered by half hour here. Hey, uh, yeah. So anyway, they're 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 working on it. Uh, nothing has changed in the last couple months since Heath was fired. It's you know all hands on deck in the search, looking for the right person. Obviously, you'd rather them hire the correct person than somebody who's available right now and ready to go and like, yay, let's get this started. Like, say, um, Phil Neville or uh, Chris Armas. Who so... <laughs> both signed contracts. I was going to say, do you want to elaborate? You might as well tell, tell yeah, what yeah. happened. That's, I was, was kind of teasing that the yeah, whole time. Um, I can't remember... Portland might have been the last time we recorded and we didn't really yeah. talk about it. I don't think we dove into that at all. Um, so yeah, Phil Neville uh, replaces Geo uh, at Portland. Um, nobody is happy about it. There were letters from uh, the supporters groups to the club. Um, he <laughs> in his welcome like about me notice um name drops what's his face but not like the sporting director mm. so so like um obviously all these people who said that they were no longer involvement involved and you know the inner workings of the club and were would step back um are still heavily involved and helped select this new manager who thanks them but not the you know sporting side of the club um which is where he should be focused uh so we'll see what happens there <laughs> um and then see if there's still a stadium standing by the time the season starts yeah, it's uh there i i haven't really looked into it 
this week there are too many other things happening, but I'm sure there's been some uh, some more talks about that. So we'll try to get some of that info in the next couple of weeks here. But um, yeah, and then just the other day, Colorado Rapids announced they have signed Chris Armas, um, formerly yeah, well, New York Red Bulls. And where did he go after Red uh, Bull? Man U. That's, Manchester yeah, assistant, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So what's that reception been like? I haven't heard much about that. Uh, not as bad as Portland, but still yeah. people are not happy. I mean, I then, then there's this, there's just so many looming questions for the MLS as to like what yeah. happens, right? Like, yeah. um, like New York Red Bulls won't, then they, they didn't renew, um, as a toilet and S contract, right? And then, yeah, DC United just, um, is hiring McKay as a GM. So, like, we got the whole thing going on. And then, of course, we got, we got here, right? And then we got teams like, you know, um, Nashville who, need to fix things because um if you really think about it like Mukhtar is the only reason they do anything <laughs> and if anything yeah, yeah. and if they can't build around that right now in which they haven't um, uh, it's, it's, ben, ben Wright has a really good piece on that yeah. he's one of the locals at, at Nashville he wrote um uh really good kind of overlook of of the season and how um you know what things did not go well and of course most of it was there were more things that did not go well than there were that did um but that was really good uh and and i think he kind of subtly notes that that like you can't just build a team around Mukhtar and expect you know to be competitive for an entire season so yeah i mean we 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 dealt with that here in Minnesota, but in um other news, um, yeah, Robin Lud is playing with Finland, mm -hmm. and Robin Lud scored, assisted oh, by Timu Puki. Yeah, hey. so right. it's nice to hear some good Robin Lud news and yeah, the fact that he's, he's back, playing, he's healthy, he's, back, he's playing, he's, he's scoring. So who did Finland which, play? Do you know? Um, yes, I do. That's uh, okay. Do you remember? We're in international break too. We'll we'll do some of this in international stuff. Yeah, too. we'll match that. But I just I just wanted to relay that. Um, I think it was Northern Ireland. Yeah, it yeah. was. Oh yeah. Yeah. So so yeah. So then it's just uh, yeah, uh, that's a good thing. And then we just you know, um, what other local news? Oh yeah, two solar cities had their uh all star game. Mm -hmm. So a bunch of the high schools. Uh, Minneapolis and St. Paul, some other players were able to put in a team and uh, our best friend of the podcast, uh, Andrea, was uh, the coach for the girls in St. Paul and G and a bunch of other players were able to to involve in that in insurance. I've never seen uh, Conway or AKA the Sonodome so, so full in my life. Yeah, the, the uh, pictures were really cool. Yeah, so it was nice um, to just have that opportunity. Um, but overall, I mean, uh, it's getting it's getting cold. <laughs> it's, it's it's which means futsal season is starting. Um, Sickos FC is still going strong. Uh, a young uh, uh, MFUSC goalkeeper made an appearance this past weekend. Won't name names, but um, <laughs> former Blackhawk. So there you go. You guys, you you curious folks can can dig that up and and figure Blackhawk, out who it first was. First homegrown young dude. Yep. Mm -hmm. Tall, yeah, just some tall, dude. tall. Yeah. 
well, yeah, when when essential, you know, um, that's it. That's all we know. I mean, that's so, it. That's all we got. Let's yeah. talk about. Uh, let's go to NWSL. It's over. Uh, we had the championship, the final last weekend. I I, I planned on it. Didn't get to watch. We had in laws in busy, uh, but I watched highlights. I watched recaps. It looked like a really fun match. So um, I'm I'm just gonna throw out the score and then I'll like pass it to you guys if you want to break specific moments down. But it is. Gotham with a two-to-one win over Oil Rain. Um, looks like a lot of action. It, it's fun to see so many of these players that play for the women's national team together against one another and just <laughs> see them like smashing each other. But then at the very end, like back to being friends. But it it yeah. looked it looked intense to say the least. The, Go ahead. Yeah. Afterwards, I mean, you get the celebration where all of them are celebrating together, and it's it's like they're celebrating a, a national team win, but um yeah i mean it was it was fun to watch other than you know after the like fifth minute where rapino tears her achilles in a non-contact injury on some shitty some really shitty turf um yeah it's just it was really shitty and like it was bad to see just because like for me i i didn't have i I didn't have someone that i wanted to root for this game because i like both sides yeah, I was right, because just Portland was eliminated, neutral, right? Like... And I was just like, I was just like, oh, you know, um, I was like, oh, well, this is great. Whoever whoever wins, um, they they can go ahead and um, and you know, we'll cheer for. But um, let's let's give Nubia a chance to just kind of um, give us a rundown of the NWSL final All that right. she watched, mostly more than I did in a sense, right? <laughs> I think I fell asleep halfway through, but see, there you go. Yeah, the second half was not as exciting as the first half, so. Well, I can't hear you all, so I apologize in advance. <laughs> um, okay, hold on. See, That's actually probably better because you, you don't want to hear us, in fact. Like, you have to rearrange things. <laughs> hey, guys. If, if you approach it, Nubia, as a monologue, you're, you're doing it correctly. Like, why would you listen to us anyway? So, yes. <laughs> oh, that's fine. I mean, whatever. <laughs> um, I think I think the biggest thing that set the tone for this particular game is what happened in, what, like the fifth minute, which is when Megan Rapino went out with a pretty serious injury that we came, we come to find out later um, is a torn Achilles. Um, so that really kind of set the tone for the rest of the game. It, you know, was supposed to be this big um, final game for Megan Rapino and Allie Krieger. And it was just kind of like a really storybook ending for both of those players who have contributed a lot to women's soccer in the last few years. And so um, seeing Megan go out in the first five minutes of the game really kind of set the tone. And really, honestly, it was reflected in the play of the rain. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of lost all of their barrels having to adjust from being used to having Megan Rapino on the pitch and her leadership and her playing style to switching her out because of injury with um, Bethany Balser. And they actually said this on the broadcast um, that Bethany Balser is a very, very different player. And I don't think that the players um, adjusted at all to her playing style and how she plays with the team in the first half. Um, and so Gotham took advantage. I mean, can we please talk about Mitch Purse and the fact oh that God. she balled out the whole freaking game? I mean, you know, she basically almost went coast to coast for that. She had the first, she had nuts. the assist for the, yeah, she had the first, the assist for the first goal of the game, um, to Lynn Williams, um, 
she went coast to coast down the line, passed it in, and Lynn Williams just tapped it in in the 24th. I mean, it was gorgeous play by Midge Purse. And I always, I was almost, almost a little um, upset that she didn't take that herself because I, she did all that work and then she didn't shoot and take advantage of, of that. So, yeah. you know, um, and then a few minutes later, who scores? Also in a similar manner, Rose Lavelle. Yep. For um for the rain, it hers was just a beautiful shot. It's it was nice to see Rose doing Rose things. We hadn't seen her play the way that she played in this final in a very very long time, obviously due to injury and um all of that stuff. So that was really really fun to see um her get on that. And and so then it became a little bit more of a game, right? They were tied for a good little bit until one of our um, FIFA World Cup winners knocked in a banger of a shot, Esther Gonzalez, in the 45th plus two minute. Um, and that kind of, that was kind of the game. Um, there wasn't any, there was a lot of shots in the second half. None of them went in. And so um, the final, which, I mean, it was bananas because I think Rain finally got it, got into it a little bit more. Um, towards the end of the second half, they just couldn't find. Yeah, like the last so few minutes. Let's not forget about the dogs. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Was that gonna... happened literally like in extra time, right? The goalkeeper is trying to um, come out and then um, stop the play, touches the ball outside of the box, which automatically red card. So then you have. And, and then Gotham didn't have enough subs or extra subs or someone. So we have the situation where uh, an on-field player has to be a goalkeeper. Neely had to right? go in and play goalkeeper. And it was the yes. second time. Second yes. time this season. She's yes. yes, it was the second time this season that Neely had to play um, keeper. And man, she like she looked like a boss out there. Like, yeah, she was ready to go. People She's around, like, right, let's, let's do this. Yep, moving people around, telling them where they needed to go. Um, and they saved i think it was, that ended up in a free kick that ended up in a corner yeah i think the i think the shot hit the wall and bounced out and yeah. over for a corner yep and then, and then yep and then corner kick came in they saved it again and that was the game it was insane it was um, it was a, kind of an awesome end to a very <laughs> odd championship game that's it. Yeah, you want there to be, uh, you want there to be something in it at the end, uh, for a side that you know pretty much dropped after uh, after Pino goes down, um, and I think, I mean, yeah, I I was watching it as a as more of a neutral, just wanting to see Ali and Pino play, you know, play a good game, and you know, you know, one of them's gonna lose, but you're also just happy for the other one, um, so to see that go down the way it did really sucked but at the same time yeah. if you were watching this as a neutral and you haven't seen midge purse play and you oh. did not become a midge purse fan from this game oh, you God. were not watching the game <laughs> like well if, oh, if you haven't been you know because she wasn't on the uh because of injury she wasn't on the u.s women it, national yeah, team that yeah. went for the world cup so like yeah, knowing that seen midge, her for a while so yeah so knowing that midge is doing this kind of stuff now just makes you more exciting for whatever is the mm -hmm. the next next tournament it, play that they do so it definitely was uh and i think you know noted it it was just a different way to kind of usher in that new generation like we're just 
we're seeing we're seeing the kids take over yeah um and i mean you know to to see that it vividly in nwsl final after seeing it um in a slightly different way in the women's world cup um yep. i think was i think was a pretty good actually a pretty good way to to end things i think i mean i think if you wanted an entertaining second half that's what you got <laughs> yeah 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 and i think that's one of the things too i mean i also want to say that the the esther who scored the goal was also the recently signed uh gotham gotham player so to be able to that's make right, that kind yeah. of impact kind of impact in that at that time is is is, is immense and I mean, we talked about um that but you know i have a picture with ali krieger at the usa cup so and down deep you know i want ali to win so so there you go yeah. that was yeah. a crazy um final but um not well not what do we do now <laughs> what do we where do we watch women's soccer now <laughs> uh well, well oh. I got one. If you, if, it sounds like we both have something. You I go mean, first, I, I do, but it's like happening at this moment, so it's ah. kind of moot. But um, the Blackheart open today for the women's Manchester Derby because Man City and Man U uh, women's sides are playing today. Um, and that, I just want to note, they're like those games are being are being streamed more places now than they used to be, more easily accessible. So, whenever the men are on an international break, find the women's game watch them not quite as fun as that nwsl final but always good games yeah that's a great past transition for for me as well uh yesterday we had the el clasico uh but the uh version feminina so barca and real madrid and and they build it as this big battle and barcelona just absolutely annihilated them five nil (laughs) (laughs) like there, there were some moments where you know the rivalry still exists but the one team is just so much better than the other. And once they right, got rolling, you know. there was nothing Madrid could do. <laughs> and it's just a crazy thing. It's like, what can you do with five years in a team? Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Barcelona story, the women's uh, women's team is like, what can you do in five years? How do you build a team in five years? That's how you yeah. build a team. I mean, Literally. Like, more than half of that team is the, the Spanish national yeah. team that won the whole women's world cup. So you just, you see those faces and you're just like, Oh yeah this once this clicks it's over <laughs> which it did um yeah that's we we can move to a, a little bit of a break here i was going to use that for for internationals but whatever it, that was that was a good setup um we are on international breaks we'll, we'll cover a little bit of these it's going to be a shorter international section i believe uh but stick around and we'll be back with some of that Hi, this is Lisa Watch, and no, you must be to me because I am definitely not blessing your ears in this podcast. Anyways, back to the Minnesota football show. Welcome back to the second half of the Minnesota football show. It is international news, but before we jumped into that, um, we were made aware um, about just some crazy thing that, you know, you would assume would not happen in the WSL anymore. But um, apparently, well, no, no, not apparently. It is true. <laughs> um, Gotham FC did not have a parade for its fans. 
won the championship or anything or just you know but they did not have a parade to celebrate with their fans so they issued an apology right um it's just like what the hell like like you don't celebrate with your fans like this is you know like and especially all the like all the hype videos and all of the right we, because of our fans and for our fans and then they're like yeah <laughs> that's as far as we go i mean like who does i mean like this makes strange. no this, this makes no sense to me. So, well like, and there's there's that element too that nubia was talking about that be, because apparently the team or or some people in management assumed they were going to lose that they just decided not to plan one which is like what what is that, <laughs> that that's not great right. so first, like, eh, first rule of sports happen. management plan for right. everything <laughs> plan for everything right right i mean i'm sure someone had the uh gotham fc nwsl champion shirts ready to go why can't oh, you yeah. get a freaking parade going yeah right not, i mean it's not that hard no i mean like Traditionally, like championship-winning teams will hold a rally or a parade, right? Uh-huh. But um, but Gotham FC is hosting a trophy tour, which included a team visit to the Empire State Building and ceremonial <laughs> ring at the Nasdaq opening bell on Thursday. This that was a revelation. Yeah, is this right. Thing. Ah, what are we gonna do? Uh, this we're gonna do this. But but here's a kicker, right? Media was not informed until this until one a.m. the day of uh-huh. Thursday's activity. One a.m. in the morning. Perfect. Right. Uh, and you're like, well, it's like you know, people are like, it's not ideal that it won't be until next season. But like, who who plans this? Like seriously. And of course, the Gotham supporters group Cloud Nine, who's been great about this express your disappointment um that is certain to celebrate now i agree celebrate now why can't you just do something you know freaking take over yeah you, it's just you can still do something next season like drop the banner on day one or something but like you're missing out on an entire there, there's a short window <laughs> You know, and that and that excitement, the hangover of winning a championship, where you can right. it's, get it's not all like... of these people and and all these neutral people who weren't even that interested until they're like, oh hey, this team here is going to the championship final, and now they're all hyped, and you have to grab them now so that they come to your next season. If you're not Look. celebrating with them, they're not going to show up next year. All, all I know is whoever's doing the marketing and the PR for Gotham City needs to get fired. Like literally, how do you miss that big of an opportunity we, to like, sell merch and to get new fans and maybe get more? This is this is the thing. And I think and we've so. I think we've said this before too about that team, like over over other issues. So the fact that it's still, well, I guess it doesn't really surprise me. I want to say it surprises me. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, this is the <laughs> team they used to like, like. It's okay. The locker rooms used to be Back. crappy. They used to. You know, practice in a place that was further they away from like anyone. Portable yeah. showers out, yep. out back. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Too bad. I don't know. That's that's a yeah. And then Gotham goes out and releases a statement, which is probably just a thing. So it's like, we extend our sincerest apology and recognize you deserve the chance to celebrate our champion athletes who brought the trophy home. No shit, Sherlock. Like, <laughs> we pledge to use the off season to organize the off season. 
You need six well, months to plan a you parade. You need six months to plan a freaking parade in Jersey? Oh, my God. Yeah. Nah, and, nah. and the kick is here. To organize celebrations that befit the championship club and match the enthusiasm, the best fans in the world. If they are the best fans in the world, why aren't you throwing a parade now? I like I love the, the yeah, Rodrigo you match, politician match the voice. enthusiasm six months <laughs> really <good>. later. <laughs> right. Like, like I'm gonna be interested six months later in throwing a parade. Like, come on now. Like half like half the players aren't even gonna be there. Like it's Yeah. We don't even know, like, you know, Slim William was like, we don't even know if it's gonna be the same team. Like, yeah, gonna, we don't even know what's going to happen. Gonna invite Ellie Krieger back to to hang out after for she a retires. Right? <laughs> that that actually sounds like exactly what they're going to do. That's, yeah, yeah. Hey, we still need marketing. Can you just come back and like yeah, hang out here back. for a bit? Like, yeah. you, you don't have to play. Just just hang out. It's just it's just gotta hang out. Just be on. It's camera. just a photo op. You know, it, it it will it will um what is it what what do uh, uh, what's that thing where like it it will be it will benefit you but we won't pay you. Right. Yeah, just... Exposure. We'll give you more exposure. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Exposure. It's like Gotham's like, we will give you exposure in exchange for your appearance. Yeah. What the hell? Like, uh... seriously. Like, just when we thought we were done with Gotham's like shenanigans and just being dumb, like, this it's, is totally. It's never, I mean, like we were saying with, um, right. you know, Portland MLS and, and Colorado MLS and, you know, all the, all the other MLS things. Nothing changes. It's, I want more you know, of this uh, Rodrigo moves. politician business guy voice. This this is a great character here. <laughs> I know, right? Just come guy. out of nowhere. You know. It's that's his teacher voice. <laughs> no, that is not my teacher voice. My teacher voice is is, is much much. Um... Yeah, let's not get into that. Um... <laughs> get into that. All right, all right, let's move. Let's move. Uh, international. Oh. What do I got? This game I did watch. Um, for some reason, because it was a terribly boring for majority of it, it was United States and the dreaded nemesis of Trinidad and Tobago. Oh my God, that two. game was just, I, so it was I, bad. It was I, really bad. Yeah. I caught highlights later, which were mostly what the last like five minutes when they scored the three goals. Right. Th- those were the highlights. This game could have been an like, email. Cool. <laughs> yeah. It really could have. This like, totally could have been an email. Why don't you just play 15 minutes and be like, all yeah, right, let's let's go all out. First team to score wins. Let's. And, and, and this is for the. To this, all what the is, what, points. Go ahead. This is for, no, what is this, what is this for? The CONCACAF. Uh, oh, yeah. Nations. Nations Cup. Nations this is Nations League? Cup, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, Nations League, know, whatever, right? Yeah. Here's the thing that's crazy about this whole thing. I was like, I was like, this team, like, we get this expectation and this motivation from this team. Like, like it look it totally can see that they're trying to play a system that doesn't let them be free. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you have a bunch of creative players, right? Like you great, granted, you don't have Pulisic, that's fine. You have Weston McKinney. Like on corners, I was like, Weston McKinney cannot hop everyone and head the ball better than anyone else. We've seen it. Why is he being targeted on corner kicks or set pieces? Like, that's simple. Like, you know, Gio, Gio should be, even though he's playing as a forward, he should be like a false nine, number 10. He's like, that's what he needs to be. Get them the ball. This team just totally look like, I don't think. And like, I love, I love Sergino, Sergino Dest in, in, in his offensiveness, but that's all he's got. And that's all he's got. And I swear, you know, like, 
this is one of those things where like you're like why does it take you 80 minutes to put away a team that previously you just manhandled yeah, and I and credit goes to Trinidad and Tobago because they understood what they needed to do and they needed well, to. They, uh, but yeah, they, they, held them, they held them off for ninety minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, whoever their goalkeeper is, like that dude was. Oh, he played. Yeah, played. On his head. It was on his head. But the thing is, too, it's like they weren't trying to move the lines. Nope. It was just like, oh, we're just gonna dink the ball here, dink the ball to the side. We're gonna go. It's like I'm, I was like, dear lord, you know, give someone the ball, move them enough enough around so they can come out. Right, make them come out before you try to make a penetrating pass. You're trying to make sure that someone gets a penetrating pass and play it with like literally half a foot of space. That's just almost that's hard to do, you know. And it was just like, and yeah, and my rant is like, you know, like Balagoon did a decent job, right? Good energy, but this is like what game second, game third game where Ricardo Pepe comes in off the bench and then he scores. Right, but the other thing too is like Brendan Aronson brings a whole different type of energy when he comes to it. He's that yes. loose gun. He's gonna do everything he needs, to, and that's what you need. Like, like we need, like this team has no attitude or no, like this isn't the Gold Cup team that beat Mexico a couple of years ago. Remember that? Well, that was such a big game and everything. There's no, there's no swagger. There seems there's, to be like they don't want to. They're like yeah, being forced to play. There's none, none of, of it. There. None of it's there. And yes, the tactically ability, yes, they are. But if you don't if you don't let them play or you don't let them have that creation piece or they don't even let them be themselves on the field when they can be, then this is what you get. And this is prior to, be- to Copa America. This is prior oh, to yeah. a World Cup. You're like you this- what I was gonna say. Freaking cats. Um <laughs> my clarification is this like I did watch. I should. I should just say that I watched parts of this because because it was so boring and just kind of painful to watch. Like you all alluded to, I was in and out, and actually had I had made a target run earlier, and I forgot to get my coffee. <laughs> we we both realized we were out of coffee, so like <laughs> mid mid match, I, I ran to Target, came back with the coffee like shortly before it closed, and right before like the onslaught of the goals, all the goals, and like eight minutes, whatever it was. But up until that point, nothing had changed. <laughs> it was like I stepped away for 20 minutes and it was still the same game. <laughs> uh, they were very lucky to have that tide turn when it did and just start burying them the way they did. But man, it was painful to watch. Yeah, you can't, right. you can't play every team like that where you're just essentially wearing them out and not throwing down until, you know late we've they were they, they were also a man down for when did that second yellow happen like the 60th i mean it was at least like half an yeah, hour yeah they had like half down. hour like you should yeah the, the thing with this the frustrating thing about this team right now is just it's just like there isn't enough well no no the frustrating thing for me is like we've seen this team together in some sort of sense for a while now and we keep getting the same results right um Trinidad and Tobago, how many more games are you going to be where you, you know, last 10 minutes, 15 minutes of a game, you're going to turn it on, right? The question becomes is like the personnel choice. It's like, do you want Brandon Aronson and Ricardo Pepe and all these players who could be more dimensional and more attacking minded or more free to play 
Do you want to start with them or do you want to finish with them? That's the conversation that you need to have. Mm-hmm. Because if 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 these two players come in and, and then we score three goals, then you know what's the better choice that you want? And that right now is like I don't know what I, I don't know what the US men's national team is going to do. Like I don't even know if they're gonna beat anyone in Gold Cup and I mean the way that they're playing. I mean, we saw, we saw, we, we can, we, let, this is a queue up. We saw what Honduras can do now after being playing yes. together for a while. Uh, right? Yeah. Rodrigo's alluding, for, if listeners don't know, Honduras beat Mexico for the first time ever. It hasn't happened. Yeah, it was like two nothing and nothing. two great goals. Yep. And this is our Joseph Rosales' team, right? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And like they're playing, they're playing like like they got something to prove. They they want to be there, and Mexico's playing again. Like I wouldn't be surprised if they go through three more. That Mexico is going to be the the uh, uh, your 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 um your sister club team uh, in Brazil, uh, Eric, because they're going to change. They're going to change another another uh, um, another uh, coach probably. Oh, you're talking Mexico. about talking about Goyas? <laughs> they're yes. Goyas. <laughs> They've gone through like three coaches. Well, and like, still they got get the same results. About fifteen more to catch up. To. Exactly <laughs> right. I'm like, you know, like Honduras is playing mm-hmm. great. Like that was a great game. If you get to watch the replay of that, watch that game. Yeah, that game was great. And Mexico was playing to the point where like they they didn't they didn't know what to do. They didn't no, they, they, they can't. It looks so bad. And do you think the U.S. Uh, you think the soccer media here in the U.S. is bad? Oh man! One of my favorite things to do always is when when Mexico loses to watch all the pundits. Yeah, they just rip the crap out of everything, and it's just fun yeah. to watch. Just to just you know, and and here's the, here's the thing: it's like it feels like Konkakov is turning. In a sense of just like when we talked about the Women's World Cup where the, the competition got better, mm-hmm. right? And teams are doing it feels the same way right now. It's happening in Conca in Concacaf, but in the in the men's division. And I, I'm I'm all here for it. I wanna see Honduras in the World Cup. I wanna see this Panama is... again in another World Cup. I want El Salvador to make it to a World Cup. I mean, geez, you know, I I'd be cool for Cuba. And Puerto Rico to have their teams and just make it into like a Gold Cup final or something like that. You you're, know what I mean? You're laying this really nice bed for me, Rodrigo, for a good transition here into the U17. I was going to save it, but I, 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 you just laid it out. Um, what's amazing right now, U17 World Cup's going on in Indonesia. And during the round of 16, and there are so many uh, flags and so many teams that just don't normally make it deep into these tournaments. And I think what we have to remember, what Rodrigo was just talking about, is like this is the near future. Like these teams are going to get progressively better and better. And I'm specifically talking about the African Confederation here. You've got a Mali who look phenomenal and are in there. Um, Senegal is a name we've seen and know before. Morocco are staying consistent. This is this is a deep running men's and women's team that are now like loading their youth. <laughs> Like this, this team is freaking loaded, like across the board, men's and women's. Um, Iran also in the round of 16. Venezuela, who I'll talk about again regarding what's happening in, in Conmebol, but again, their youth are getting the job done. 
And then the big one with the, 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 the most respect due, Uzbekistan. I'm going to say that again, Uzbekistan. Round of 16, loading for the future. Like, this is an, another team to watch. Like, now they're expanding the World Cup. Uzbekistan's going to be in it, and they're going to surprise some people. Like, this is, this is a legitimate team. I think we've mentioned them before. They've had some surprise friendlies where they beat – I don't remember who they beat, but it was – some big boys in UEFA. I don't know if it was Germany or Switzerland or something like that. They knocked somebody off. Um, so yeah, to, to your point, Rodrigo, it's it's not just CONCACAF. It's starting to kind of go worldwide. Um, and if you'll allow me, that, that's going to move me right into CONMEBOL too, because yep. here again, the guard is turning. Um, I guess we can start by the fact that Brazil has now lost two in a row. When was the Why? last time that happened? It's been a while. Uh, Uruguay knocked them off this 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 last round, and then uh, they played Colombia. They lost two to one to Colombia. the The big narrative here is Luis Diaz scores, um, and his father, who was just recently released from uh, a hostage situation in Colombia, uh, is in the stadium and just obviously unbelievably emotional. Yep. Yeah. Uh, looks beautiful, like beautiful looks like moment. the spirit took him, and then just like he's just like wailing. It, it, it's a great scene. If you don't yep. watch the video, it's great. Absolutely. And and that, uh, listeners and colleagues, that is the first time that Colombia has ever beat Brazil in a World Cup qualification. Yep. Ever. Um, which, in fact, moved them up on the table ahead of Brazil. Um, the other big one, too, is Uruguay has been on a tear. Uh, a guy named Marcelo Bielsa, who I think listeners would recognize that name, has been their coach and has made some pretty uh amazing changes and really put that team together to do battle with all these big other you know bigger teams you could say in quotes bigger um they beat argentina a fully loaded messy uh everybody argentina team knocked them off i think that was a two to one as well i can't remember maybe it was two nil actually i don't know if argentina scored i think yeah two nil it was two nil um that puts uruguay in second position and I had this thing up here just now. Let me look at this table again really quick. Because it is... Oh, I lost it. I think I remember it, though. Um, again, it's not what you would expect, this getting at this point in in, in Comibol qualification. Argentina still yeah. holds number one. Makes sense. Still World Cup, uh, World Cup winners. But then it gets weird. Uruguay is number two. Colombia is number three. Venezuela, who I mentioned earlier with the loaded U-17 and the youth, they've been having yep. an amazing campaign and they look really, really good. <laughs> Jefferson, what's his name? Jefferson uh, Sortelo. Right? Yeah. That dude that is kid's, fire. That kid's <laughs> lights out. He's really good. And, and that's the thing is four. like... Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, back to the Argentina game. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's like, ooh, they beat Argentina. They beat Argentina in La Bombanera. Yes, that's right. They beat they Argentina in Boca Junior Stadium. Yes, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. And that, win. like, that's huge. That's, that's like, you know, there's like, I don't know, 100,000 people in there, like 60,000. It's packed. And then beat them because they, 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 um, they play such a, such a, defensive like style in the sense of like they, they give you no room they're pressing you as soon as you got the ball they don't care and that's the way they do and then they play the counter and of course all all liverpool fans are tying into the epl right should be happy because luis diaz took down brazil and darwin nunez took down 
right. Uruguay. Literally nutmeg Debu at a counter. The great oh, took ball. Down, took down Argentina, you mean? Oh, sorry, yeah, Argentina. My bad. Yeah. But they took, took down yeah. Debu and, and, and just magged them. And it was just one of those that just a highlight. And I think, yeah. you know, we haven't had this kind of like, you know, turnaround in the sense of like the big giants are no longer, are no longer giants anymore. They're beatable. And in Colombia, yeah. we all know everyone's beatable. Right, but this is this has become more now more interesting, and of course, yes. you know Bolivia. Bolivia lost. Bolivia beat Peru two nothing, and um, I mean, there's rumors of Peruvian coaching coaching change, which I'm like, you know what? If we're not gonna make it to the World Cup, make it fun. Let this guy write it all out. I mean, this guy believes in Andy Polo, right? I don't believe in Andy Polo, right? We all know Portland fans don't believe in Andy Polo. <laughs> Uh, MLS doesn't believe in Andy Polo, but sure, <laughs> you you believe in Andy Polo as you, as part of it. Go ahead, let's see how that works out for you, right? And then there's rumors of like, you know, like um, you know, Chile's in a worse place. Chile's coach resigned after their loss. Like we're not even halfway done with the qualifying legs, and we got all this stuff. And then of course, you know, um, in this week of race. Racism. Um, um, in Bolivia, Bolivian fans were chanting to Peruvian fans, "El que no salta es cholo," which is, really means if if you don't jump, uh, then you are considered indigenous in a sense. And cholo is actually a derogatory term um, for that. And so it's like super awkward in the sense that an indigenous nation and Bolivia is still suffer suffering from like that kind of colonialism, right? And it's embedded into the sport, which is an issue in itself, which you can tie to what uh, what Brazil is doing with the with the with their first league. Uh and this would be something that needs to be talked about. It's 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 we see it in Argentina all the time. Yeah. We see it in other places, but to see it in a qualifying World Cup game, um, to this where there's video and there's everything. Uh, it's just made it really, really, really disheartening, you know, like there's other things that you can be doing about this, but to have them do that. And I'm like, it's like, and it's like, it's like, how much do you hate yourself that you're yeah, willing exactly. to say that to somebody else that looks just like you? I know. <laughs> how much I do was, you hate yourself? <laughs> I was going to ask you guys about that one because I, I saw those headlines and I was, I was like, hold on. <laughs> mm -hmm. Something. Something's off here. I actually missed uh, it, so I'm glad. Thank you for bringing that up. That's yeah, because the thing is too is like is like the the term cholo is always used is is, is I won't say it's like super derogatory, but it's demeaning. The way that yeah, it's yeah. been used in col colonialism is demeaning. Like it's it's a caste system, right? Yeah. And which makes indigenous people less than human. Which is very different right. than the Mexican slang, where it, it, right, right, it and right. turned it into a sense of pride. Right, and there's a movement in Latin America and in South America into trying to create ownership but until yeah. right and until that saturated word no longer means that history wise and it's just impossible to do that in my opinion at this moment but just to have another indigenous nation and indigenous people yeah. right say the same thing to other people it's just like it's like are you do you have a mirror do you not look at yourself what are you really trying I, to do here i heard on a podcast that i think you all relate to this probably listeners too somebody I remember what they were talking about I, I, it was probably what's happening in, in Palestine right now, but they were, they were saying that 
no matter how much disrespect, hate, rancor, whatever it is you feel to someone else, you'll always feel more to your neighbor. <laughs> so like they were giving the example of like, uh, like states like Minnesota versus Wisconsin or Texas, Oklahoma or whatever it is. It's like there could be all these rivalries and all this, this tension. Hey, but it's like the one that's closest to you is always going to get more. It's like, oh, there's there's a little Anyways. logic there. I, I kind of yeah. see that. Yeah, because that's that's the one that you feel like you have some like something could actually happen here and uh -huh. you can actually do something. Everything else yep. is just like I mean, it's in your head, it's it's like solidarity with whoever or against whoever. But yeah. Um yeah. so bringing it back to the table though, it's a mess. Argentina, Uruguay, Colombia, Venezuela, then finally. You get to Brazil at five, Ecuador is at six. So like that would be, if it ended today, that's the way it would line up. So Ecuador would go into the playoff. Um, but right now, you know, there's all these articles flying around to Rodrigo's point about the Mexican press of Brazil, not crazy, da, 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 da. And, and of course, yeah, it's, it's not great, but they're going to qualify. Maybe they're not going to qualify number one, which has been a while, but they're also waiting on a coach. They're waiting on Ancelotti still. Like this, this dude is just kind of holding space. So I mean, it's it, it's got to be hard for that team to to right. play with any real dedication and commitment when they know everything's going to change. Yeah, and it's also like over May, May, right? No Neymar, right? No Neymar at the no same Neymar, time. Correct. Yeah. So yep. the offense and and in the sense is like so who's you know there's, there needs to be some leadership that comes out of that certain eleven right now, and the problem is is that if you're a player and you're being selected right you don't know if you're going to be selected next time around because you don't have a coach right, right. This, and so that, there's a lot of things on that um but that should motivate the players to play their best that's that's what I mean, i'm saying you, is it? You, you'd hope so <laughs> they, yeah they you hope so right i mean <laughs> if it isn't that or the millions of dollars you're making you know yeah go do something but but here's the interesting thing back to this um uh, um mexico and honduras thing right um now Mexico has to beat Honduras by a difference of two goals in Mexico. And probably Azteca. Right. That, that could be that could, that be could this this could be this could be ugly. Yeah. Yeah. This could be ugly. Like really ugly and really bad. Yeah. If it the first 45 don't even look, there's a goal in there. And I don't even wanna, I don't even wanna imagine. But all the pressures on Mexico again to be able to do what they need to do. But who knows? Concacaf is turning. We'll see. Concacaf and the rest of the world is really interesting. Well, that's a good point to end it. I think I don't have any, anything else, and can you put a bow on it there? Um, anything else from you all, Bridget Rodrigo? It's good right. to be back. Cool. Yeah. Kids, good kids don't. Back. Yeah, kids don't 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 take Afrin. Kids don't do it. <laughs> this is the uh, the uh, say no to drugs, Nancy yeah. Reagan. <laughs> say no to Afrin. Yeah. I I need the skillet and the and the egg. Perfect. This is oh. this is that, that this is your sinus. This is your sinus. This is your sinus on Afrin. Just yeah, scramble the egg around you. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Well, thank you, amazing partners. It's always wonderful to spend some time with you and get this chat 
do these chit chats on the on the football and thank you listeners for for uh giving your time and 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 uh participating with us if you want to participate more it's uh patreon.com backslash mn football show to support this thing and we'll be off for the holiday and we'll be back after that it will be december and uh yeah we'll go from there jesus december already, already. seriously uh, already. i gotta fix my snowblower <laughs> we'll see now uh, you just jinxed it you're yes. yelling at us thanks rodrigo <laughs> Ah! It's contagious. Uh, right I hate on. this. All Goodbye, right. everyone. We're going to out on the slopes. We're going to put skis on Rodrigo's feet. Shut that's up, no. Goal. That's the goal of the next two months. It will the, be on the, only thing, the only thing you ever catch me doing in the winter as, a, as an activity outside besides sledding is maybe ice skating. Hey, I'll tell you this. We take you out to Worth. You will have... Massive solidarity with the other brown and black folk out there on the snow and with your buttocks on the ground and feet in the air. I might be one of them, in fact. So there'll be plenty <laughs> of brown folk <laughs> skiing and falling. You will be in good company. And I, and I will be holding a camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that will be the Patreon content. <laughs> we'll, do it for the, we'll do it for the listeners. We'll be like, here's Rodrigo going down the slope. Yeah. And there's Rodrigo on his back still going down the slope. Yep. Or we can do the tubing. <laughs> He's too, still which moving. Is hella fun. He's going faster. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh. Tubing is hella fun. And then like 20, 30 minutes into it, when your uh your buttocks and your tailbone, you can't feel it. That then then you can really start to film us <laughs> Bridget. <laughs> Just wait a half an hour yeah. and turn it on. <laughs> Look, there's Rodrigo again on his back going down the slope. I don't think he can see the what is it? The, sl- the ski rack? Yeah, the ski rack. Oh, that should be interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't I- wait. I'm not even going to comment because I've been in those situations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, I, I hit a, so I, I, I hit yeah. a ski rack once. That's not fun. <laughs> yep. All yeah. right, let's get out all of here. Right. Thank you all. Love you guys. Until next time. Ciao. Bye, guys. Yeah.